You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Scandal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- Two five six seventeen twenty nine, and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV Scandal After Show. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another after show for Scandal. What an amazing! episode engineer told me to look at this camera um but before we do anything else uh i'm your host emilinus jr joined here with hey what's up everybody i'm Cornelia. hey i'm sophia stanley hey, and i'm bam erickson and tonight we are covering season two episode 213 nobody likes babies as always we're going to start with scandal pace and tonight our scandal pace topic is who is the cold piece of the week <laughs> you guys that don't know cold piece is someone who who's basically like you ain't you ain't bad word like that person is just the bottom of the shoe like the gum that gets stuck to your butt when you sit down on the train or the bus and you're like, oh, dang, I got butt, a gum on my butt. That person. <laughs> Cornelia, I love you. Um, so I, I guess I'll start. My cold piece, and I know this might be obvious, but I, I had a couple, but my number one cold piece is Verna. Um, mainly because <laughs> Verna, I understand she was trying to go out with her legacy and even at the end she was saying that she was going to confess and clear conscience and all that stuff, but... She was willing to take everybody out. Everybody. Verna's my cold piece of the week. And beneath her, I say Millie. Well, I have four cold pieces of the week. (laughs) And I'm sure you guys, you know, have the same ones that I have. And I I totally agree with you, Emil. But I'm going to switch it up on y'all. And I'm going to say Charlie is a cold piece of the week. He's not the cold piece. But you have to be a cold piece to shoot, try to shoot somebody in broad daylight in Washington, D.C. Like, you don't get any colder than that. Period. Okay. All right. I think I am going to probably be the most hated gladiator <laughs> for a while. My number one cold piece, and I actually have a slightly different definition than Cornelia. I also think cold piece just means like you're willing to do whatever you are willing to do to get what you want. Mm-hmm. You're literally that cold. So you're that gangster mm-hmm. with whatever it is. You know, the ends justifies the means. So my cold piece of the week is the president Fitzgerald Mm -hmm. Grant Mm -hmm. he is a cold piece it's Fitz yeah and beginning of the episode for me it was it was Verna until the end and I said forget Verna the cold piece is Fitz can I get a yeah (laughs) 
I, I, yeah, he was on my list. I um, had Melly as well for saying that no one likes babies. Mm. That, that that compares nothing to you taking out the oxygen mask and says basically you old witch. You're yeah, and, he cro- and he crossed her hands. Boom, dead. He did. He did. He did. <laughs> After, let's just back up for one second. And he basically tells her that he's going to kill her. Exactly. Because he basically says, I'm going to do a great job with your eulogy. Your legacy is going to stay intact. As he walks towards her, holds her hand, and takes off her mask. And, and he said, so will mine. Oh, ex- ex- thank you. He said, your legacy will be intact. And so I will mine. mine. Period. You're dead. Cold piece, yeah, cold piece. of cold. the week. Guys, I hope you're talking about this in the <laughs> chat room. Make sure you tweet us and let us know who you think um, your cold piece or who the cold piece of the week is. And if you have multiple, whatever. We're going to break down this episode scene by scene. And we are so excited. It definitely definitely was a game changer and if this was the season finale if there wasn't going to be 22 episodes i don't think i'll be able to all right i'm so glad we don't have to wait exactly i'm (laughs) so happy (laughs) thank you shonda rhyme thank god it was renewed executive producers thank you so much that we do not have to wait i think from the chat roll it's a resounding fits was the cold piece of the week okay good job guys good job um so let's start what i liked about this episode is when they began the episode, it went straight into this episode. When they were showing like the recap of what happened last week. So it ended last week in the elevator. And this week they started straight into the elevator with Huck coming in as Charlie was just about to do his thing to Hollis. And that was the only time we saw Hollis in this episode, correct? Yeah. So Hollis, Hollis obviously, um, Huck told him that, you know, you don't say anything. And I am basically trying to save your life. And Charlie was a little bit dumbfounded in the elevator, which is expected. But then I think the important thing was right after that, we go to Melly and Fitz, which is why I really want to focus on this scene. Melly and Fitz are at this photo shoot, as we saw, and, you know, they're doing the the press for the baby and they haven't named the baby and they keep going about Wallace and (laughs) Fitz likes Wallace, but she's saying, you know, Wallace isn't a, a good name for him. But I want to talk about what happened right after that. Right after, or she kind of ends it and then she calls for the nurse she calls for the nurse. She wasn't really doing it. She was just holding her baby. She calls for the nurse. No, it's like, literally, she goes, Jenny, basically, like, I'm over this. So, Jenny, leave. Take these people out. And then the minute they're gone, she goes, nurse! Like, as if something's wrong. But she's, something's wrong because she just doesn't want to hold the baby anymore. And then, the thing that got me, she goes over and sanitizes her hands as if the baby was disgusting. Which I, I understand. You try, no, but, you know, some parents be like, oh, no, I'm trying to keep it clean. No, as if she didn't want to hold that baby. She goes and sanitizes over there. And then, that's when Fitz tells her he still wants a divorce. Which I don't know. He not only wants to do, he not only wants to divorce, but he also wants to ensure that he gets to see his kids because when we divorce, I want to be able to see my kids. But I don't know if you guys. This is just silly me. I don't know if you guys got this, but I wanted to start dancing. When he he said he was like, "Do not push me," and I was like, "Cause I'm close to the edge." <laughs> I'm trying not. That's <laughs> when he said that line. But what's up? Oh, I was just going to say that scene was just important because I didn't know where he was going to go with that. And we find out later that he did know when he's talking to Olivia, he did know that Melly induced. And that was the whole reason why. What do you guys think? How Did you think he was going to know that Melly induced? I know Fitz is a smart man. He's a very smart man. We'll, 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 we'll touch upon it. And I've said this again and again and again. Melly is the most honest character no, no, no. in the entire show. I, so I, he knows his wife. 
He knows when the due date is. He knows exactly where they were in it. He knows that she's going to go talk to Cyrus. He knows that Cyrus is going to be like, oh, play your card. She just went to the doctor, and obviously she must have come back and reported everything's okay. Then for that same day, if we look at it back from last episode in sequence, he knows it was the same day or the next day that she wouldn't text him. Think about it. She would text him as she's going into labor. She wouldn't go, then call for him. Right. That doesn't make sense. He knows his wife. So well, we- I just want to be the pretend lawyer. <laughs> Your exact words are, Melly is the most transparent, is what you always say. Touche. Thank yeah. you. In the very next scene. <laughs> in the very next scene. Olivia and Cyrus are talking about the election rigging, and Fitz comes in right after that. And that's when Fitz and Olivia have their conversation. And this was such, I don't know, I, I have to admit, I did watch the spoilers this week. I could not wait. Ooh. But this was, one of the, <laughs> this was one of the spoilers. And in that scene, uh, Fitz walks in and he kisses Olivia, which was extremely sexy. He kisses Olivia, and that's when Olivia tries to tell him, she tries to convince herself, I'm marrying Edison. And he says, be quiet. <laughs> Oh, my God. Everybody on the chat roll, thank you so much for staying up and watching. Because I know a lot of you guys are East Coast. You said 110 people on the chat roll. Thank you so much, Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, But she says, I'm I'm marrying Edison. You're married. And he does not care. He says, no, you're not. He does not care because he's in love with her. And then that's when he says, he tells what he knows about uh, Mel. He says she induced. And even if you're marrying Edison, I'm still divorcing her. But the line that got me is when he was, he was talking, I don't know if you have the full quote. It was the line where he said, this isn't theoretical anymore. That was the line Mm -hmm. that really touched me because that dude loves some Olivia. He loves her. And then he said, we love each other. But then we said, wait for me. And when she said, I'll think about it. Yeah, that... Like, I tried to put myself in her shoes in that situation. I tried to think, like, okay, if this were me and we had the ups and downs, we, you know, we were good, and then we were not. We and we met up at the restaurant. Let's think back when he, you know, gave her the, the offer to come right on um, the jet with me, and she was like, no, I can't. What You know, how is that going to work? And he left and said it was over. Like, I tried to put myself back to their ups and downs. But at some point, as a woman... When you're dealing with the man that you are into, sometimes you gotta put you gotta put you gotta put it down, and you just gotta let everything go and just go with it. And like I understand, she's like I'll think about it because she didn't. She's still thinking in the back of her mind: Is this right? And this the situation is tricky because she said we can't do this. But Liv, come on, girl, just tell just tell that man right then and there that you're gonna that you're gonna wait for him and, and let's get it on. Like I. I, I, for, I don't know. For me, Olivia plays games. Okay, she plays games, and by her saying she, by her saying I'll think about it, is her way of she really wants to, but she's kind of a player. Let's just keep it real, and so she can't just sub, she just can't totally just uh, submit herself to him because he is married, and he knows that, and she knows that she loves him. But there's a part of her that still has to kind of play this strong person, like she like she's not in control of the relationship. Remember when we, did you see what, what happened when he said, "Be quiet." Yeah. She she was quiet. So there's 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 just I think a part of her personality where she kind of has to play this, you know, I'll think about it because she can't she can't give all the power to him. That's just what I like. And I I hear you, but again, and even every relationship, if you look at some of the best relationships, some of the worst relationships, at some point you got to give you got to give a little piece of yourself up in regards to compromise. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, yes, he's still married, and you know, I I get it that she has to kind of you know still hold that position. Like, okay, I'll think about it. But come on, girl, you've been waiting for this man to put to put it on the line for you. You've been this is what you've been wanting, and if she no, and if she I'm said gonna, no, like if she, see, that's not what no, she wants. I completely like, what does she want? I completely disagree, and I, I'm actually I I really actually just want to say ditto to everything Bam said, but I'm going to take it on another <laughs> on another angle. That's actually not what she wants. Season season one, the end of the season, Fitz was willing to give up his presidency, right? And there was a moment when almost, you know, as the only option, as the only card she had left to play, she was like, oh, I'll fall on the sword and I'll just tell everyone it's me, right? But there was no pleasure in that. The minute Melly offered up another solution that meant Fitz staying as president, that's what she wanted. Even in so much as she was like, it's political suicide, he's trying to kiss her. She's still talking politics. Think about it. He literally goes, wait for me, wait for me. As he's kissing her, he basically is talking about the relationship. She, again, is talking about business. Not to bring Edison into this, oh. but what did Edison always say? You put work before our relationship. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, that's exactly what Liv is doing with the president. She is so focused on him being president, she is no longer concerned with him being Fitz. She doesn't listen to him. When she, when he says, I'm willing to step away from this, like, I know, I know what's going on. Even if you don't, you know, marry Edison, I'm still divorcing my wife because my wife has put my children in jeopardy. She's not hearing that. All she's concerned about is him remaining president, number one. Number two, even in so much as she said, I'm marrying marrying Edison. That wasn't information. That was more like, I'm marrying Edison. So what are you going to say about that? (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he knows she ain't into... He knows that, like, Edison cannot match what they have. So it's almost a feeble attempt, which is very different than... I would actually respect Liv more if Liv was like, you know what? I love you. You are my soulmate. I live and I breathe for you. But I cannot do this. That's why Treegate, I respected that. When she's like, I'm not yours, even though it broke my heart, I respect that. She can't keep doing this limbo BS. Either man up or woman up and wait for him or look him dead in the eye and be honest and say, I love you, but I cannot do this for these reasons. I agree agree with that. I can go on, but I'll save it for later. (laughs) (laughs) I completely agree with you, Sophia. Um, So let's talk about Berna. Quinn and Hollis because Quinn was talking about how she wanted Hollis's head. She didn't like that he was going to get off so clean. And then right in the very next scene, we see Verna and Olivia talking about Hollis. And <laughs> Verna's trying to play like she doesn't know anything. Like, why didn't Hollis go to jail? Uh, you know, you have the cell phone. Why didn't that work out? Even though she planted everything, Verna's a cold piece. And we've said this a couple of weeks ago. A couple of you said you thought Verna was the reason because how would she know the exact placement of the phone? Like, everything was just lining up too easily. But when she was ta- the way she talked to Olivia it wasn't as a friend anymore it wasn't as a friend it was as if <laughs> she just rubbed me the wrong it's way it's funny for me it was actually the reverse it was Olivia that wasn't talking to her as a friend anymore. Watch Olivia's body language. Olivia is literally leaning down and talking directly to her. Olivia's doing that kind of the way that she paces a room when she's sizing up either a client and or a suspect. So for me, it was Verna that actually seemed scared. And to me, that was her dead giveaway. Because the way that she goes, well, what about the phone? What about whatever? Normally, Verna actually doesn't have that 
fear in her voice unless it's calculated. So when she told them originally, Verna does play this, oh, I'm old, I don't know better. But this time, I actually felt like it was genuine. Because Verna, you could, you could almost see and hear Verna's wheels turning. And Verna was like, oh, crap. She was like, I've been found out. Yeah. Which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just piggyback off that. And then sometimes when people realize that, oh, shit, I'm caught. Mm-hmm. They just say, forget it. And then they just go full throttle. And that's exactly what Verna did. Once she realized that she was caught, she was like, all right, well, I don't give a damn. And then she just started letting loose. And then she became the real person that she's been hiding versus the, 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 the mother, the caring person that she was. All of that was out the door once. It was revealed to her that that Olivia knows what I'm up to. She completely let all of that out the way and she went for a full attack. And this is going to be a little bit out of context because it's something that I just can't figure it out, figure out. There is a reason that they showed the scene when Verna saw Fitz and Olivia together. Because mm-hmm. previously we had always thought it was just that she could sense their energy, mm-hmm. but now we know that she actually knew for a fact. Mm-hmm. So to me, that also leads me to believe she's been playing Olivia mm-hmm. from the very beginning, yeah. even in her mention of the relationship, wherein previously I thought it was just she was just stating the obvious. No, she was using that because she knows... Olivia didn't get anything from it because Olivia genuinely loved and cared for this man. So she was using that, and that's why I think it was so easy for her to manipulate the situation, especially from the perspective of Olivia. And I didn't particularly like that on the the scandal writing team that the blinds are open and that Verna's just walking past and you see the president kissing someone that's not his wife. The only thing is that we have no idea where they are, Mm -hmm. and and obviously Verna is like, inner inner circle Mm -hmm. so without context but i i I see what you're saying but i i feel like that scene was was for a reason that's just like when they were on the bus talking about the election rigging when they were planning that we were saying how somebody else could have been sitting on the bus it's just one of those things Mm -hmm. um i think when olivia said when (laughs) when olivia said i think you're a coward and she was like the the banter between those two olivia said you're a coward and then um bernard was saying turn me in but you know you're not going to turn me in because if you turn me in like your legacy will be ruined like she was just she's just a cold piece i don't like the way she did that true but then also too and this is where it really gets complicated because at the end of the day it depends who do you want to believe not who do you want to believe but do you want to believe she's a hundred percent a cold piece or even similar to cyrus do you believe that she really wanted for the better good of the country? No. At all? I, I think there is an inkling in that. I think there's an inkling, and I think that's why even later on, the way that she said, you made us fall in love with you, we sold our souls for you. I think there's a part of it. I think that's what allows her. That's what fanaticism is. I think the belief in the, in the thing is legitimate. Is there self-interest? Completely. But I still think her belief in America that actually is legitimate. I don't agree with her means, but I do believe that she genuinely believes in America, and I think she genuinely, in her heart, thought she was doing what's best for America, even so, though she's a cold piece. Yeah, but she, what was general, what was best for America was to not rig the election and get him in, in office in the first place. So to solve the problem that she was a part of creating, then you kill him? You couldn't think of, like, you couldn't think of nothing else? Uh, yeah, I couldn't... But, I... I but then, but because she said, because she needed to save the legacy yeah, of America. America. Because obviously, if it gets out, then then this amazing man that she thinks is good for America, it's going to be tarnished that he was never elected. 
So by killing him, she does two things at once. She secures his legacy and ironically his as well. But think about it like this. Let's say she kills Fitz and it comes out later that the election was still rigged. If the election, com- if it comes out that the election is still rigged, then there's possibility that it's going to come out that she has something to do with killing it. But because she- so you got to remember, ain't nothing, no information, piece of information is safe. But she- so in trying to save America, the integrity of America by killing Fitz eventually it's coming out so she's ruining her legacy now she's a murderer and she killed the president but she thought they but, were gonna Hollis was gonna go down for yeah, it she thought Hollis but, she thought she'd set Hollis up yeah not only that but she's also had a, was dying of cancer and she had a year left so within a year she had to basically continue her legacy by getting on the Supreme Court and if she only had a year left she's dead so by that time I, I think that she assumed that by the time the president died that's one thing and then for them to actually find out she'd be long she'd be long gone and dead by now so so what who so cares? she didn't care about her yet. yeah, yeah. And let me just, are we are we wrapping this up? Because let me just do the line, because this Go is ahead. good. So she goes, so turn me in. Just like me, you know, confessing does more harm than good. Chin up, Olivia. No. <laughs> Not like I'm going to get away with it. And then she picks up her phone, and she goes, David Rosen, please. Mm. I'm so bitter right now. I just can't, <laughs> I can't stand her. It was cold. So she calls David, and then we see David trying to get into the hospital room, and Fitz came to the hospital, too, and he comes in the room, and we didn't know what the reason was at first, but we find out later. And at the same time, um, Olivia Pope and Associates, they find out everything about Verna, and then we find out about the bobblehead, which we, I think we already knew about the bobblehead, but everybody finds out about the bobblehead, and they all have to listen to the tapes um, <laughs> you have to listen to the tapes from David's house with Abby just so they can get information to figure out um, to figure out what they know and what they can use to help Olivia. Mm-hmm. And we go to the next scene and David is outside of the hospital room and then Fitz announces that Verna is dead, which makes so much sense now. And I know no one's going to believe me. I knew something was wrong then. Yeah. Not that she, I knew that she was dead, but something didn't seem right. What do you mean? Like my my in his my mannerism, gut, and everything, in his something. Mannerism, thank you. In my, his mannerism, the way he came to the door, the fact that the fact that she never got to talk to David, I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 mm-hmm. no. It just seemed it seemed too coincidental that she dies with the president right before he's about to talk to David. Gotcha. I was like, no, no, she's no, not no, no, breathing. No. Yeah, no, something yeah. wasn't right. Something definitely wasn't yeah. right. Um, so when we go back to the White House, Melly is down walking with Cyrus, and Melly was saying, "You know, why are you down here? You know, you're a new mother, and or not a new mother, but a recent. What do you say? He said something like that. He said you just had a baby, right? You just had a baby, <laughs> and then Cyrus says, "You know, I don't like babies." And this is when Melly said, "Nobody likes babies," which is the title of the episode. Melly is a cold piece. So, but let's but back it up to yeah, the first season. Remember Melly told Fitz, I had kids for you. Right. She she didn't like babies. She didn't like kids. She didn't like anything that's going to derail her off the path of getting to where she needs to be. And kids are a problem. She didn't even want to do a, a program where she was like had to interact with kids. Remember she was when like, the kid threw up on her. On her. <laughs> like she was you would have thought that Melly was that lady who decided to never have children. She became the angry woman in the neighborhood and she didn't want kids playing in her front yard. <laughs> and, 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 and and this is that's also true. And, and and I just actually thought about this right now, and we'll talk about it more when we, when we discuss Cy. That's why Cyrus and Melly get along. They're the same person. They both, because of of um, 
things that they cannot control and the way that our um, American political system has been set up to this point on who we would presume would be the president of the United States of America, they both have, quote unquote, strikes against them. But arguably, especially per their understanding of politics, could both viably be president. Melly, because she's a woman, she feels like she's perceived at a disadvantage and Cyrus because he's not pretty attractive and like he said likes to sleep with men they're very much the same personality so I think that's even why they both agree they don't like babies they're they're both very pragmatic they have to have a facade of being soft or having a human element to them just to to deal with other people but I think they're they're the same person here's the thing that bothers me I understand you know Melly is off for her Melly's been honest Melly like you said is uh transparent transparent mm-hmm. Cyrus mentioned you know something about Berna's funeral she said oh may she, she rest she was very sad may she rest in peace right and then she goes right after she's talking to Cyrus she's talking about what she will do to Fitz if yeah. he divorces her she goes I'll go nuclear I will bury him and then I will start my own political but no no let's, before that let's back up not only will she bury him this is the most important part well at least for me I will tell everyone that while I was pregnant with his child he had an affair with Olivia Pope so when she says nuclear she said I'm bringing everyone down, right? I will bury him. I will dance on his grave. Then I will run for office. For me, I don't understand why you're so upset or peeved about Nellie when as you know, the lawyer says she is the most transparent person out of that whole five. And so she was willing to have this baby to save his election, to make them be more of a husband-wife, uh, to appear to the people. You can't be surprised anything that this chick, not, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say chick, you cannot be <laughs> surprised woman. at anything that Millie does. Well, I don't think it's about surprising, but just because you know somebody ain't really about nothing, doesn't mean that you like it or you accept it or mm. that you're cool with it. Mm. Like, we get that Melly is, that this is how she is and this is how she's probably been from the start. But she's still, she's still using a baby as a pawn piece. And I don't care if it's for TV, real life, whatever. That's not, that's not cool. She basically, if Melly's the lady who will pick the baby up by the back of the onesie like this and will dangle it like, like it's a dirty pamper. But think about it. Melly wants to throw everyone under the bus. Uh, Hollis wants to throw everyone under the bus. Verna threw not only she didn't just throw them under the bus; she ran them over and, and she crushed them into pieces and she backed it, rolled it. I mean, so that whole that whole five they were pretty much the majority of those people of, of that of that table will throw everyone under the bus. And so there's no honor among thieves among any of those people. True. And and it's going to come to light. And why is it that we do not hold Fitz accountable? It's not like this whole baby situation he had no say so in. When they proposed it to him, he could have said no. He could have said no, I'm the president, get out of my office. Olivia, I don't know why you tripping, so I'll deal with you later, but no. Does it make sense? At that point, there was no baby. So by consenting, even though, because think about it, Melly had a conversation with Olivia and was like, I need my husband back. In going forward with the arrangement, that was Olivia's consent. So theoretically, that means this is done. I allowed you to have a relationship with him. You didn't do your job. That is now over if I'm going to save his president, which is what you want, right? The mistake that she made is theoretically, she didn't articulate to fit the terms of the agreement, but technically by Fitz consenting, 
she's basically saying, okay, cool, I'm savior president. You owe presidency, you owe me. Mm-hmm. And Fitz basically the entire season two is like, nah, like, sorry, I gotta say it, kick rocks. Like, <laughs> no, but he's like, kick rocks. He's like, no, you don't have a seat, you're ornamental. Like, you you know what I mean? He plays with her. When he feels like being nicer, he's nicer. When he feels like he doesn't want to be nicer, he's not gonna be nice to her. You're so <laughs> right. And that, so, you're so right. I'm going to just jump on the other side. Melly did make the announcement in front of uh, national TV that she was pregnant. And then she told, she whispered in his ear and said, basically, I, I saved you. Or no, I no, no, no. But beforehand, the, the three of them, it's Olivia, um, Fitz, and Melly in the room. And they go, we've kicked, we've come up with a plan to save your presidency. Remember? You're talking and about she li- the miscarriage. And she le- yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And she lays out the plan. And as she leaves, she goes, oh, you should look a little bit happier. We just saved your presidency. And she mm-hmm. walks out and leaves him to talk to Olivia. Basically like, oh, say your goodbyes. So, but, but I do I do agree with you, Sophia, that he should have manned up. One of my problems with some of the men on the show is I don't feel like some of their some of their some some of the things that they do are kind of like half man. Oh no, no, let me back up. Let me let me back up. Let me back up. Let me take my words back. Let me just before we go down that ride, uh, let me say this differently. I don't actually want to use the word man up or woman up. I want to say that I think he needs to be held accountable for some of the things that happened to him. Mm-hmm. He often gets away with basically like, oh, these things happened to me when he was a willing participant. So I just want to take ha- him take accountability and responsibility for his actions in his own life. Let me take back my words. I don't want to go down that road. Well, Bam Erickson says it's called man up. But if you want to get real serious about it, this realistic. Because in real life, a lot of men are held accountable to some of the decisions that they make and some of the stuff that they agree to. So this is actual, real, and factual and true. I'm not talking about y'all two because we cool. No, we but not. I'm throwing, I'm, I listen, I can throw people <laughs> under the bus all day. This is real and true when it comes to people being held accountable, especially guys. I ain't male bashing, I'm just saying. I got you. But Sophia, you definitely changed my perspective. I see did. it. I see mm-hmm. a new light. Um, but seriously, because, um, so before, we, what's yeah. up? iTunes. Yes, before we go into the next topic, I'm going to quickly talk about iTunes. Gladiators, you are so freaking amazing. Not even on iTunes, on YouTube, too. Just all the social media platforms on Twitter. Every week, you blow us away with your your comments, your theories, your ratings, everything. But what we need you guys to do, for those who already don't do it for... I want to talk to our YouTube fans first. If you haven't gone to iTunes, check us out on iTunes. And what you can do is subscribe to the Scandal Podcast. Uh, You can rate, comment... And also, the most important thing, share with a friend, a coworker, a family member, whoever you meet on the street that's talking about Scandal. Be like, oh, hey, have you heard of Scandal? After Buzz TV, after show? Um, like, there's so many different ways. Uh, but we really would appreciate if you do that, guys. And for everybody who comments and rates every single week, I think we're up to like 251 ratings now. I, I can't even believe that. That just blows us away. Um, so we're just super excited about that. Now, for YouTube fans, um, uh, <laughs> we're blown away by that, too. The comments that we get and the ratings, same thing. We appreciate you guys. But once again, we would like if you go to iTunes and at least rate us because it keeps the lights on and um, it keeps us here doing our favorite show every single week. And if you don't have iTunes but you have uh, an Apple-related device, you can download this neat app called the Podcast app with the S. And what that does is it puts all your podcasts into one neat little app. And as soon as the podcast goes online, it will just be automatically loaded into your app and you can listen through there. Listen wherever you want, in the shower, on the way to work, wherever you need to, to get your scandal after show fixed. And we love you guys so much and we just can't say thank you enough. And everybody in the chat room right now, we really do appreciate you guys too. So All 110. Thank you guys. <laughs> Seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, 
let's talk about Cyrus and James because uh, Huck, I think, is the one who found the conversation with David and James. And when he found the conversation, uh, that's when um, they realized that Abby would have to go get the memory card from uh, David's house because she volunteered. They need somebody to get the memory card from David's house once they realized that he had the memory card proving that the election was rigged. Abby volunteered, which was heartbreaking. And then it wasn't heartbreaking for me. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was for heartbreaking me. Oh, my for goodness, somebody. Are you okay, kidding me? for somebody who. And we, we're going to be jumping the gun a little bit here with this whole situation. But for somebody who was lied to, why, why are you looking at it? She, okay, okay, okay. She was lied to by Olivia. She actually loved this man. She didn't, while she was in the relationship, she was going behind Olivia's back. But she loved this man. And she was given information from Harrison leading to the fact, alluding to the fact that maybe he beat somebody in a previous relationship and he had evidence and all this stuff. And that's the whole reason why Olivia saved her because she was a battered woman. So to hit something so deep and then to have to go back in that situation because you love Olivia and you want to do this for her. And we're going to skip ahead here because when she was listening to the tapes, when she was listening to the tapes over and over again, that part where David kept saying, I love you, Abby, I love you, Abby, or Abby Whelan, I love you, Abby Whelan, I love you, over and over again. To see somebody go through that, somebody that she loves so much, and to not, it, it, the, the part where she was going through the flashbacks and the part where she says, I thought you were a good guy, that's the part that gets me every time because the whole premise, the foundation of this show from the beginning was Olivia goes with her gut. Abby was going with her gut. Mm-hmm. Abby was completely right into the... To have one of your closest friends, somebody that is part of your family, to have her tear your life apart, tear you finally find a relationship. She's a battered woman. She finally finds a relationship after this, even though it's not the most ideal relationship because of the circumstances. She finally finds a relationship. Olivia comes in, takes that away from her because Olivia's trying to save her ass. I understand. I completely understand. But I don't think that we should not feel sorry for a woman who finally falls in love again. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I, 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 and when she goes off, uh, here, here's, the, here's the other thing because when she listens to that and she says I, she's listening to I love you I love you I love you it was another scene where obviously all night she was just listening to that over and over again when she has the revelation that Olivia might have possibly been the one to sabotage the relationship for her own greater gain mm-hmm. and she walks into Olivia's office with so much rage and passion and she says Olivia well, she, she, I'm only going to ask you this one right. time and when she asked and Olivia confessed that, yes, she did do it, that was okay. I, I was like, okay, Olivia womaned up and did it. When she threw Harrison under the bus, that's what I didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear you guys' takes on that. Because when she, when, when, she, when she said, what was the line? She said, who, where was it? When she walks into Olivia, Who helped you? Who helped you? And then she storms out and she sees Harrison and they have that whole confrontation. Do you think it was right for her to throw Harrison under the bus knowing that she... Or did she think she told Harris she told her that she told Harrison to do it and he had to do it? Or did she say Harrison did it and walked away? Well, first, let me just back up. I understand where you're coming from with the whole Abby situation. In the initially in the beginning, when when they were um when the when the tapes were revealed, I didn't particularly feel sorry for her because she's always throwing salt at people. And then once they then once the information was revealed, then I did get I did get um, have the the soft side, and I did feel I did feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. Now, which goes into the next point of she had every right. I was waiting for I was waiting for Abby to go postal 
she was pretty calm this whole entire time. People making jokes at her, um, listening to the tapes. She was smiling. She was laughing. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, when is this girl going to irk and just go off at some point? And she had every right to do this. And my my problem with, with this situation is Olivia, she was wrong to throw Harrison under the bus. But that what bothered me was what what Harrison had the audacity to tell Abby. I felt like Harrison was completely out of pocket for that little no. speech. No, 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 no. I, I, I feel he was completely to tell to tell her that gladiators does not have feelings. They are in this problem because Olivia's feelings is the whole is the whole cause of this. Okay, wait, but, wait, can wait. I say something? But that actually disproves your point. Exactly. They're in this problem because, because Olivia used emotions. If she had never used emotions, there wouldn't then be a problem. Would a problem. She would have never felt connected to Amanda Tanner because she tore her a new one on the bench. So she would have never ran back and told David and been like, "Oh, I didn't trust my gut." She would have just been methodical. And regardless of whether or not the president slept with Amanda Tanner, she's a fixer. She should have fixed it. So so if it meant destroying her, that's what she should have done. It, like that's the entire reason that we have the show. But, but what? But what? I, what I mean is, if Olivia, if she can involve her feelings in this. It's not fair for Harrison to tell her to man up and not. But what I she agree said- with you. No, I agree with you. But the funny thing is, and this is why I think this show is amazing. Life isn't fair. Get over it. When he says, and 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 we, either we like either we can talk about it completely because I try to write as much of it down as as I could. But basically, the essence of what he's saying is, you fully knew the family and or the association that you're in. We don't have feelings. We fix things. There are rules to how we do things. So feelings to the left. So at the end of the day. You know what you're getting into. You know there are no emotions. We, we fix when someone's our client. We don't even care if they did it. All we care about is whether or not they're truthful with us. But our job is to get them off. That's why we're not in a law firm. That's why we're not traditional lawyers. We exist outside of the law. So basically, that's exactly what he's saying to her right now. He's like, yo, if you want to go play inside of the rules of the law, then keep it moving. But otherwise... You know what's up, because at the end of the day, and I think it actually, this isn't me saying it, I think one of one of you guys said it offline, she didn't care when Olivia took a tire iron and, and beat up her ex-husband, and then went and got her the best diverse attorney in the world. She, she wasn't saying then, like, oh, you ain't playing by the rules, but now that affects her, you can't be in a situation and have someone, like, double-cross someone to your left mm-hmm. and go, as long as it's not me. It's, I'm not going to like bring in the hangman, but if anyone was to look up the, it's a poem called The Hangman, this is exactly the situation. If you sit by and let someone do something to someone else, mm-hmm. eventually they're going to do it to you. They're making no secret about it. And I, this ties back to Olivia and Verna. I feel like, I, I still feel like, I just think it's wrong that Harrison is jumping uh, on Olivia's side when Olivia used her fear. I just, well, it, it sucks. But the thing is, too, Harrison said we owe her. And then also, just to jump back to towards the beginning of the season, Abby was in the wrong in the first place for going with David, knowing what she was doing. She was shady from the beginning. So even though Olive, uh, Olivia, Olivia was trying to break them up because it was for the greater good and keeping her ass safe. That's my point. Okay, okay, but she still, Abby still shouldn't have gone to David behind the back knowing but, what... But no, 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 but I'm going to take it one step further and I'm going to help may, maybe make your point. It's actually not keeping Olivia safe. Olivia was actually trying to keep the, the America safe. By keeping the presidency intact, that's what she's doing. She's actually not doing it for her. Or keeping Abby safe. Because right. if Ho- Hollis knew about David, he said, fix it or I'm going to fix it myself. Yeah. And if he would have fixed David, he would have uncovered Abby and Abby would have been blown away yeah. as well. Exactly. 
Yeah. Of course, Abby doesn't know this, but what I take about Harrison's his whole speech, it's a certain certain people hold loyalty to a whole nother level. Some people work for loyalty. You know, they're like, you know, oh, she did a lot for me. I appreciate it. Some people take it to like to the core. Harrison is that guy. He will ride regardless. He said it. I didn't ask any questions. She mm-hmm. told me to do it, and I just did it. That's the kind of person he is. So when he was giving his speech, you kind of—it's—it it was kind of like he, he, Harrison. They, he's kind of turned into a robot, and in, in a way, mm-hmm. not even like a heartless robot, but he is so—he seems to be so into, you know, paying his respects to Olivia because of what she did for him. That Harrison, he really don't care if if is if, if is. But it, yeah, and he doesn't I, care, and he'll lie and see, say. See, and actually, I see, and, I, and I, dis- I disagree. I don't think he was I lying did, when he said no. that, though. He still loves her and thinks of her I as totally a sister. Agree. And yeah. the, the comment when she yeah. said when she said um she was saying something about oh I guess all that big office talk was more important. No, 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 no. He just did what he had to do because Olivia is the queen bee. And and also for good reason. I don't think it's because with 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 without regard to the consequences. I think. He legitimately believes that Olivia wears the white hat. Legitimately so. He knows that there is information that they may not be privy to. That's why he doesn't ask questions. But he he believes that she is always going to make the decision that's in the best interest of everyone. And I think that's why it's so important that not only is he saying she saved our life, like in terms of whatever their problem was, she's also given them a family. Right? Because at the end of the day, just because she saved their life, they didn't have to work there. They, they obviously enjoy their job. And that's why he has to be very clear. She saved me. She saved Huck. She saved Quinn. She saved you. It's her life on the line now. So basically what he's literally doing is drawing a line in the sand. So meaning, you know she saved you. If you want to walk, walk. But I'm just letting you know, this is the woman that saved you. She basically, in essence, needs saving. And then he reminds her over the cliff over a cliff abby and then she go and he goes oh or does that not apply as long if if we if she has flaws basically he's saying so now that you know that olivia pope is not this perfect individual now you don't want to go over a cliff because in essence i'm take it there just for a second then we need to get back on track what abby was doing was idol worship Mm -hmm. what what harrison is doing is 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 towing a line of a philosophy that is sound and is good Olivia happens to be the figurehead, but he actually, in theory, doesn't bow down to Olivia. He bows down to being a gladiator, and gladiators always do what's right and what's honorable for people who can't defend themselves. Abby basically wanted to no longer worship because basically she's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm worshiping a false idol. You shouldn't have worshipped that to begin with. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're a gladiator. You know your job. Do your job. Mm. But in regards to all of them, and this is in real life, where do you draw the line? He Over a cliff, right? But at some point, Everybody is human, and they can drive you over the wrong cliff. So where do you where do you draw the line? And do techni- you ever? And, and technically, the over the cliff, the way when Abby said it before, it means whatever. Right. It no means line. at the end of the day, it means at the end of the day, something else will judge me on this basis. But it means like I'm going regardless, even if it means I'm, you're wrong because you've done something for me. I'm 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 gonna over with you. Yeah. Sorry. All right, we are going to we are going to continue this offline. Yeah. Please tweet yeah. us about this because this is a topic that I can talk about for days. But I want to get into one of the more sensitive topics of the show: Cyrus and James' relationship. Um, because we saw James came home with a subpoena and he gave it to Cyrus, and we gave it to Cyrus. He says one of us is going to go to jail. 
He goes, you fixed it. He goes, like, he hands it to him. And he's like, what's this about? And he goes, you fixed the national election. And he goes, and now one of us is going to go to jail for it. Cyrus is a cold piece. Yeah, well, Cyrus, he said that from from John. But he's a cold piece because even <laughs> even after even after he or James presents him with all this information, he still tries to pull the baby car. He still tries to say you won't testify against your spouse. I understand where he was coming. But this from. is a problem, is and this is where Cyrus misplayed his hand. It's actually the baby on the first part as why James mm-hmm. has to tell the truth mm-hmm. because now you've brought a baby into it before it was just them and I think that's what James was saying James is like I know who you are mm-hmm. and I've actually always known who you are but now we have a baby and he even knew that's why my Cyrus gave him the baby but now that we have a baby he knows that Cyrus doesn't like babies so if he goes to jail who's going to take care of the baby Yeah. like at the end of the day the ad- adoption's not closed the baby's going to go back and basically James is like I can't have that happen um, I mean, I can keep talking. Sorry. This, <laughs> I just pause for a breath. This conversation between Cyrus and James, it, it was really deep. And James wanted Cyrus to tell him the truth. Stop, stop uh, tiptoeing around. Stop trying to tell me things that I want to hear. I want you to tell me the truth. Well, even and so, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say even before, because I do want you to expand on that. But even before we do, this is one of those we kind of have to break it down because the lack of trust in this relationship mm-hmm. is really sad. Because what happened when he says. Cyrus um, is trying to say, you know, you will not testify against your spouse. He says, you know, you can go out of the country. I can get you in Switzerland. He says, um, that's when James says, I'm not a fugitive. I have asthma. And he was, like, making jokes like that. Yeah. He's being serious. I'm made for five-star But then the part where Cyrus says, tells James to take off his clothes because he doesn't even know if he's wired or not, that's the part where, for me, like, it was just sad to see it come to that point in the relationship. Knowing that James, now he... What's up? No, keep finish finish your thought. I'm going to jump in the minute you finish. I was going to say, knowing that James, now he knows James is going behind his back, which he already knew, but all this stuff and the subpoena and everything is in play now. So he tells James to take off his clothes to make sure he's not wired. And when they both strip down, they strip down not just physically bare, but they strip down letting all guards down, all barriers down. There's no Chinese wall. There's nothing. Just man-to-man, husband-to-husband. To s- but as far as having him stripped down, it, I don't really, I don't really remember when James initially found was going to research the election. Did Cyrus tell him not to, or did he just insinuate that he should do some do other things or stop working? He should just insinuate because he didn't know that he was like he was doing the election. All that he knows is that first Hollis article, mm-hmm. but it had nothing to do with the election. So, to me. I didn't. I, I got where Cyrus was coming from when he told James to strip down, mainly because take it back to when James went to Defiance. Right. He told him that he was somewhere else with his dad. He wasn't really with his dad. He lied about that from Gate. So if you lied about something that you were doing from the jump, you kind of have to in that position. Like this is the this is the, the America. Like this is rigging the election. I wasn't really mad about it. I kind of, I mean, and Cyrus is like he said. James called him a political animal. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised when he told him to strip down. At and not, all. not not only was I not surprised, and I, we, I my phone isn't working, and I can't remember the movie. So everyone online, I apologize, but it's the movie with Pacino, De Niro, and Val Kilmer. And I'm going to, hopefully, Bam will pull it up. But basically, there's a pivotal scene at the end of the movie where, basically, Val Kilmer's girlfriend is in her apartment. And basically, the heat, thank you. It's Mm -hmm. heat, basically. And at the end, she's in in her apartment with the feds. And basically, they want him to set her up. Because it's like, you know, they have her over a barrel. And this is a thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. 
Very few people are willing to 100% sacrifice themselves for another person. We all say we're willing to do it, but when push comes to shove, very few people will take a bullet for someone else, and very few people are willing to go to jail for someone else. You can still love someone and care for someone, but if someone basically says it's you or them, you'll cry about it, and you'll hoo-ha-ha-ha, but normally you're going to turn that person over, right? In this scene, basically, the feds are there, and what she does is very subtly gives Val Kilmer, like says a word where he then knows, oh, crap, the feds are there, so he doesn't come back. And she actually basically takes one for him in a way that doesn't seem like she double-crossed the feds. I say all that to say, Cy was spot on. At the end of the day, when he, when the way that James came in and says, one of us is going to jail, how does he know that he wasn't wired? James mm-hmm. has no choice, mm-hmm. right? So I think really what he was saying is, if, I, if I'm going to trust you, I need to really trust you, mm-hmm. right? And And then I think that James played his cards well and he, and he flipped the script because then once they stripped, okay, so I'm willing to strip to let you know that I'm not wired. If I'm doing all this to prove that I love you, then damn, then you better you better start telling me the truth because and, I'm telling... And I think it's also... And I'm purposely cutting you off, Bam. I think also, too, the way he started out, he goes, you're a political a- animal. He goes, Cyrus Rutherford Bean. Basically, he's like, I love you. And he goes, I've always known that you are willing to do whatever you need to do for your political goals. And he goes... I've accepted that. See, again, he takes accountability. Mm-hmm. So he took accountability for his actions, but he's saying, but here and now, because now it's getting to the point where one of us is going to jail, I need you to be honest with me. Is and there- he basically even says, if you love me, tell me who you are. Right. And then he was forced to... That he was, speech. Uh, now, I have a mm-hmm. question. What do you guys... Okay. I thought that... Are you, were you going to talk about... The speech with Cyrus? Yeah. Are you going to say what he's... Yeah, he's I was going to say speech? some of the things he said, because okay, he said it, 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 it was really... It teared me up because he said, first he declared, I stole the White House. But the way he said it was so much passion. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, I stole the White House. He said, I stole the White House. And then he says, I wasn't made to be the chief of state. He said, I'm very short. Because he was saying, I'm... And he goes, uh, no, before that, he goes, I was made to be president." president. And that was heartbreaking because he says, I'm very short and I'm not so pretty. And I like having sex with men. And that was the part that got me. And he says, I'll never be in the history books. And he goes in this long... His his monologues, which we talked about, amazing. are so freaking amazing. And the amazing. writers, the... When he said that, though, he said, when your shot comes, you either take it or you lose it. And he says, I've lost enough. I'm done losing. I, I had to take my shot. And that was so... And that's... And, Cy, and um, Cyrus is played by uh, the great actor Jeff Perry. Amazing. Yeah. So freaking amazing. And that whole scene, though, because, you know, we've seen Cyrus as this bulldog. We've seen Cyrus, you know, always, you know, like uh, Fitz said in last week's episode, you know, I set it up and you finished the job. He always gets the job done. Cyrus has had so much potential he had so many dreams and so many goals and that's another thing why him and Melly see eye to eye and how come they click so well because they both have these political goals and they both have things that are preventing them from getting there and so they have to live vicariously through other people now I thought he. I thought his his monologue, his his words to James was was very sincere. But the question is, do you guys think that? Do you think that he was saying that in order to save himself and his uh, to save himself, his marriage, or do you think that he was just? Finally, wanting to reveal the truth I because there's a couple ways that you, there's a couple ways that you can look at it's it. It's both because right. they're the same thing. Right. That saving himself is authentically part of who Cyrus is. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he was being so mm-hmm. honest and transparent and raw. Like I think that this is going to sound silly. I I forgot that they were naked. 
that's how powerful the scene was. That's true. I do too. You, you, you know what I mean? And I think that he was, he was, and the way he was shaking, and I think Cornelia said it when we were in the room, like spit or snot uh, came out of his yeah. mouth and he was shaking. And I think that to, to me, the reason that he was being authentic is there was a moment basically when he looked at James, like I have now taken off my Chinese wall. I have, have exposed myself literally and figuratively and spiritually to you. And then you hear the baby crying. And the way that James basically goes, she needs me, Sorry. for that split second, Cyrus is like, but you can't. When Cyrus goes, what are you going to do? That is Cyrus kind of snapping back into the normal mm. persona that we see him as. But in that first moment when he's looking, like, he needs his husband. He needs his friend. He needs some kind of assurance that, A, it's going to be okay. That, B, he did the right thing. And, C, I think he also needs validation that it's not fair. He should be president. Mm-hmm. Arguably for, a, like, literally what he mapped out, it's the truth. Because at the end of the day, and when we're, I'm going in circles... But just like Verna said to Fitch, you always knew, mm-hmm. right? So basically, who is this person that allowed five people that were that close to him to rig an election and he somehow wasn't aware of it? Mm-hmm. Should that person be running the United States of America? Like, there are so many times, and I'm not Fitz bashing, even though it seems like I am, but we could go through scene, like, um, from season one to season two, episode by episode, and literally have notes on why Fitz shouldn't be president, mm-hmm. separate and distinct from the fact that the election was rigged. You said something that, that I thought was uh, interesting. You talk about the baby, and I thought the baby was wearing really, really cute baby clothes. Oh. And so that <laughs> leads me to tell you guys to go to www.afterbuzztv where we have Love the it. After Buzz store. And in the store, we have a lot of great things such as baby clothes that you guys can purchase. Little cute After Buzz, little baby clothes. And we have uh, clothes for men, and we have clothes for women. And we have great cupware where you guys always ask about these mugs. So you guys can go to www.afterbuzztv.com and on the left side, click on the Afterbuzz TV store for all the great accessories and baby clothes. <laughs> Straight posing. I see you. I see you, Sophia. <laughs> I had um, to for my eye roll. Right before we go into this next scene, I just want to, at the end of that scene, when Cyrus says, what are you going to do? And he says, I'm going to go take care of my baby. He says, I love you. Mm-hmm. And when James says, is that enough? Because, I mean, really, is it? For Cyrus, we're talking about Cyrus, not a regular person. Cyrus isn't a regular man. Is it enough? And in in some cases, what Cyrus has shown, no. Exactly. Because think about it. Back to when, when even James says he wants a baby... Cyrus basically clearly says, I love Fitz more than I love you. Mm-hmm. So, the I love you, it, it, yeah, that's not a trump card. Right. We go to Olivia, and she calls Cyrus, and she's desperate, and she says, you know, I've played my last card. You know, he, he's going, or James is going to uh, talk to the grand jury. You know, it's over, basically. And Cyrus says, I haven't used mine, and he hangs up the phone. And I remember I jumped up, and I said, oh, my God, he's going to kill James. Mm-hmm. And because I predicted, I said James is dead. Yeah, we said James yeah. had to die. And when Charlie, that scene where Charlie was following James, and he was on the line with uh, he was on the line with Cyrus, and then at the same time, Huck was talking to Quinn because Quinn was trying to get Hollis killed by Huck for five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and Huck said he would do it for free. And then he said, "But if you do this, you'll no longer be a gladiator," which makes sense. But the, uh, you and, know, I, and and explain why he said that she couldn't be a gladiator. What did he say? Gladiators don't get revenge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because again, they're honorable. Hmm. 
But poor Quinn. Like mm. at that moment, she like you like that's that but was I think, her but pitiful I, but, moment. But again, I think also too though, and this is I mean, Guillermo Diaz is amazing. Mm-hmm. Huck's character is amazing. Basically, also what he's saying to her in in a different way is he's saying, "Are you this person?" Because regardless of whether or not Huck does it, you're killing someone. So are you that person? And he needs to make sure she has that revelation. And that's why she starts to shake and she pulls the envelope back because she realizes it's not that person. They're using the names Lindsay versus Quinn, but it's really saying, who are you? Because theoretically, and I'm going to go on a limb, Lindsay is the Molotov mistress who killed people, right? And Quinn is not. So even though she didn't, in fact, kill kill someone, he's basically saying, which persona do you want to be? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be someone who is a killer? Because that's how people are, are perceiving her, regardless of whether she got off. Or do you want to be Quinn, this new person who is a gladiator? But real quick, though, Huck said, you can't keep your old life and have your new one, too. Huck does that. But so, not to his fault. But it wasn't but, his fault. But it wasn't his fault. But at some point, you have to take responsibility for your actions. And Huck had admittedly said, I like whiskey. I enjoy it. This is what I love to do. But he wants to have this new life. Where but he hasn't killed anybody. He, he's, he's keeping in check. Technically, that's why he's going to AA. Theoretically, he hasn't killed anybody. Even um, um, Artie. Artie, he yeah, didn't kill him. Yeah, he just tortured yeah. Oh, he he just tortured Artie. him. And, and Artie took his watch. Because when like, he said that, I was like, well, no, Huck, he's, I mean, come on now, Huck. You, you, it was like he was talking to kind of convince himself. Because that at I do that agree moment, with. I was like, I wait, Huck, that's what you, wait, you kind of do that too. But even, I guess, even the fact that he, I understand he was trying to partially convince himself, but even the fact that he said, you know, yes, I can kill him for free, but <laughs> even that he went with the butt and continued on why he wouldn't do it or why she shouldn't do it, I think that shows maturity and growth with Huck. Right, and not, and not only that, you know, I always say, you know, about throwing rocks behind your hand. In this instance, Huck, it was okay for Huck to kind of be somewhat of a, um, uh, to, to, to take, what's the word I'm looking for? To, um, to, to be... To be the bigger person? No, not to be the bigger person. I think it was okay for him to basically be a... Um, hypocrite. A hypocrite, because Quinn, he, she needed just, like, Quinn is, if you just talk to her, and be the voice of reason, you can really like kind of calm her. Huck is a little, <laughs> Huck is a little out there. Yeah. So it was, it, that was appropriate for Huck to speak to her and say, you know, yes, I can do this, but, and to have his voice of reason. Like his problems is a little more complex than what she's going through. And all she really needs is someone to talk to her because all she really wants is answers. No, I hear you. But for me, it was kind of like that that girl who's like, I can't stand my boyfriend. He's, you know, he slapped me. And then the the girl's like, girl, you need to leave him. But she just got her butt kicked at home earlier. Like that was what, (laughs) to me, it was kind of that situation. But I get what y'all saying. With Charlie, Cyrus, and James, I, here's the thing. I don't, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked that he did it. But if you're going to go through with something, if he's, he called Charlie and put the hit on James' life and you know was going to go through it, what I didn't agree with was if you are paying this guy to do it, you need to make sure that you are fully into this, like you're fully invested in this and have no reservation. Not call your husband right before. What's up? This is his husband, the man he loves. How many... Uh, how many how many husbands or wife are going to be complete 100% well, sure? Well, he shouldn't have done it in the first place. I understand. I, I, because, I, because he's thinking about himself because that's what he's about. He wants to try and cover his ass. And so 
like Cornelia said, we all say, oh, I want to just kill my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whatever at times. But to actually go through it is one thing. So he was thinking like, God, I, I have to take him out. I have to take him out. I have to take him out in his and, mind. And. But then he's thinking, oh, wait a minute. I forgot and, who I'm dealing with. And again, with. It's, it's this whole concept of collateral damage back to Jesse, back to the fact that they were going to let Lindsay hang. It's whether or not one life is worth sacrificing for the sake of the nation. Because that's how Cyrus thinks of it. Yes, Cyrus is part of the nation, but it would mean Cyrus is going down, Fitz is going down, Melly's going down, Olivia's going down, and more importantly, the whole facade of we the people that he always talks about. So there would be more ramifications. So to me, after that scene that he was actually willing to kill his husband, like, he, he genuinely loves... James and I think we need to be careful of like kind of judging people's love like there is no doubt Cyrus is a cold piece but Cyrus loves James in his core and the fact that after that scene of being that vulnerable and showing how much he loves James that he was that honest and admitted to it that he was willing to kill him, I think he had no other choice but to then basically like, oh my God, no, 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 no. Like if I have to go down, and that's what he was saying. At that moment, I think he had a revelation and realized if I have to go down for this, James is an innocent and I can't, I can't, I can't let him take the fall. <laughs> what? I'm just thinking about anime. If you die, if you die, me, I'll kill you. Yeah, I can't deal with you. Me. I cannot deal with you sometimes, man. Um, when James, well, Charlie... <laughs> Like you said earlier, Charlie was bold trying to shoot him in public. Cold peace. And not listening. Like not when, listening when, at when all. Cyrus wouldn't make up his mind, he was like, oh, screw this. Like, exactly. And when he didn't shoot him, he said, I'm still going to build, build you. you. <laughs> and then when James goes in, when... And then, but also, too, and then Cyrus obviously has to call Olivia. And right, and let her like, know. Yeah. Let her know that it's about to go down, essentially. But when James goes in and defends his husband, doesn't spill the beans, makes David look like a complete ass, total loyalty... Being faithful beautiful. to his husband. Yep. It was beautiful. And then simultaneously, we were seeing Olivia go in this downward spiral. She was drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. Harrison comes in. The other associates come in. But also, in. too, this is the thing, is though. I actually didn't see it as a downward spiral. I thought it was more of, like, acceptance. Accepting. Sorry. It was more of acceptance. She was literally like, let's crack it open. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And she's like, have a drink with me. And basically, you know, obviously, Harrison's looking at her like, it's the morning. And she basically says have a drink with me and and again I think it's that figurative like of breaking bread when you have a drink with someone it's basically like we're gonna come to terms with whatever is about to come through this door and let's not cry about it let's not whatever let's almost celebrate whatever the end is and whatever is about to come but notice that Harrison was the one who came in first so for all those people who kind of secretly wish Olivia and Harrison get together it's ironic that they always have their moments together. I'm that's just, not happening. I, I, I felt the chemistry last episode, too, but that's not what it is. I think also, too, and I, I don't know if I can't recall if I said this last week off or online. I think that with Harrison, Harrison's Harrison loves Olivia, which is different than being in love with Olivia. And I, I think that on some levels, that for Olivia is actually a, a healthier relationship. Liv needs to know that regardless of anything, someone is going to stand by her and technically wants nothing from her. But let's, but, 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 well, let's talk about Shonda Rhimes' shows, type shows. We're thinking about Scandal in this, this moment in time, in this episode. Seasons down... People always intermix. Couples always get with people always get with that person that they, that you would have never thought they would have gotten with. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, season three, season four, 
Olivia and Harrison gonna have a thing. Go, okay. I said it here first. Okay. If she don't want them, I take them. Uh, can you? <laughs> You're silly. Speaking of people walking in the room, Abby comes in. She immediately grabs a drink, joins the party, and she did say she was like, we're having a party here, so she joins the party. And then the pizza? Dave, yeah, where's the pizza? Then David comes in, and when David comes in, he's like, Abby Wheeling, where are you? And right, he's searching but let's for, back up, because I think up? we jumped over this. The fact that Abby not only took one for the team, and basically the way that she says, you love me, because think about it, she had never heard him say that, it's only she heard it on the tape. And obviously, they make up, <laughs> they have sex, and do you know what I mean? So he's thinking like, oh, we're good again, in which I already was like, you just forgive, forgave her that easily right so the so the 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 venom and the aggressiveness which with which he comes into the the associates it's it's even he feels doubly betrayed because mm-hmm. he's already gone through this back and forth with her but also just make a note that when she was hearing the tape and she was reminiscing about david saying that he loved her she was actually sleeping and he was saying to her while she's oh, sleeping i love you i love you yeah. i love you yeah um so when i think the moment let me just ask you guys quickly. Did you think that she had the card? No. I didn't. No. I really no. didn't. No. And and I was and in my mind, I was like, who took it? Right. When he said, okay, well, then which other one of you took it? I was like, oh, my God, who took it? Because what I saw it as, and I don't know if you guys got the same thing, I saw it as she came back saying, yes, I'm still here for Olivia Pope and Associates, but I still want my man. Mm-hmm. I still want my man. I still want to be happy. So if we can find some type of compromise, if we can't, I'm about to say deuces, but if we can find a compromise here. But when she pulled that card out of her chest and and... Even still, I still think when she said to him, I love you, she was being truthful and honest, completely vulnerable and to see that pain. But it goes back to what Harrison said to her. You have to be a gladiator, no feelings. And she became a gladiator in that moment again, a renewed gladiator. A reborn gladiator, a born again gladiator. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, and I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was a very, very powerful scene. And I think that you know. And even think about it. They didn't think she had the card, yeah. mm-hmm. so they know her and they bought it. They were like, "Oh, we're screwed." But I think this is why this scene is so pivotal. They didn't. No one yelled at her. No one looked at her like, "Oh, you didn't do your job." They just were like, "Okay, well, we made our bed. We have to lie in it." And then she's like. And then Olivia and reveals po- that she has the card. Yeah. And Olivia was like, "Yeah, she, hallelujah!" Yeah, it knocked the wind out of her. Now these next three scenes. First, the next scene has Puddin' Pop in there, and when he walked in, I think we all were just, "Oh, come on, man!" So he <laughs> he comes to the door, and he offers Olivia a ride to the funeral, and this is when Olivia gives his grandmother's ring back. And then um, he talks to her about being a senator's wife. And uh, he says, you know, tell me being a senator's wife is too much. Tell me this. Tell me that. Tell me something. Okay. I have to cut you off, Emil. Please. This dude gets on my last nerve. You propose to someone and they haven't answered to you yet. And you lead with wanting to be a senator's wife. Don't you lead with, I love you. Do you love me? Like, We'll have such a great life together. Like, I don't know what your hesitation is, but I will spend the rest of my life making it up to you. Like, that's what you say. So ironically, and we're gonna I'm gonna jump back, but the fact that when he says, Oh, love shouldn't hurt, your lines hurt me. Like, no, seriously. So I should wanna be a senator's wife. And again, I don't mean this to to be disrespectful. She's Olivia Pope. Mm-hmm. So being a senator's wife isn't any type of a carrot, a reward, a prize. So again, he's diminishing her to a title, which ironically is Melly. When Fit says you're ornamental, that's basically what he's saying to her. And he's basically saying, okay, so I don't understand why you don't want to be ornamental. I have something to say. Go ahead, Bam. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. Olivia says that, you know, 
when he's when he said you know tell me something and he was like you know i could and i could be this and blah 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 and mm-hmm. she was like but i don't want to um olivia pope you could have said that 10 day, you could have said that two years ago like you're stringing this guy you're stringing him along i think he's i think he's um i think he's um a a male chicken head for allowing himself to be strong. But Olivia, but, Olivia should have said from the jump that whole, well, you know, you have to wait in the Chinese wall and all this. Like she gave him clothes but to, wait, to, wait, to wait, kick wait. rocks a long time ago, but he should have, he should have manned up and either got her to ask her, like, are we getting married? Give me an answer. Yes or no. Or he should have just left. He they're both wrong. I feel like they're both wrong in this situation, but Olivia should have said this two years ago. No, this, but they broke up. They did it's not break like, up. Not like she strung him on for two years. And Go this ahead, is Emil. one of those situations where it's delicate because Thank you, you can't talk question. to you can't talk to Olivia Pope in a manner to Listen, give her an ultimatum. So I understand what? she's not God. I, I understand that. But in a, if you're in a relationship and you know somebody, if I'm dating Cornelia and I know how she acts and I know the different mannerisms she has and I know that the way she'll approach the situation or the way she'll react to a situation, if you go to Olivia Pope and give her ultimatum saying, "You tell me you want to marry me now or else." Okay, deuces. She gives him ultimatums? Why okay, did- but he understands that it's part of her nature. Well, I think... So what because she's Olivia Pope? So what who can No, because I think this is the thing is, though. There's a saying, it's, it's your responsibility to teach people how to treat you, mm-hmm. not the other way around. So Olivia Pope is clearly saying to him, these are my boundaries. It's up to him to do the same with her. And he has accepted that and not not set boundaries. Or he's cool with no boundaries. He can't then get upset for not setting boundaries. But he has it, to... But she has to... I, I kind of get what Bam is saying. She has to take responsibility for herself. She, deep down, knows that she doesn't really want to be with him because she said the type of love that she wanted and it wasn't the type of love that he had to offer. It wasn't the type of love that he had to offer when she broke up with him three years, when they didn't speak for that three years ago. And it's not going to change now. So the fact that she took the ring, I know she was contemplating on settling with him. But she wasn't going to marry him in the first place. But as a woman, you have to know... If your ex-boyfriend keeps coming around and you allow him to, he's going to think one thing and you're going to think another unless you tell him exactly what the deal is. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing when we men do that to women where we... Take the time. No, no, no. You, I think we're not. We're not realizing the seriousness of this relationship. They weren't girlfriend and boyfriend. They were. They were engaged to be married. That's right. a serious relationship. And and ironically, if you look at the number of relationships that break up and actually do get back together when they're at that stature, that's a normal thing. Sometimes people just need to experience life or figure out what's what's there. As well as the fact that if we look at the time frame, this new part of their relationship has maximum been four months. To us, it feels like forever. It's two seconds. They just went backwards for a, a bit. I think his mistake was proposing again and not realizing that they needed to start f- uh, from day one. He started from however many years that they had back and was thinking, okay, cool, I'm just going to propose exactly. to her. But, Sophia, but day, Sophia just made a great point because you can't go back to something doing the exact same thing, acting the same way. If you go back to a situation that's the exact same thing, you're going to have the same outcome. Yeah. Well, then why? She well, then needs she, to take responsibility. But she did, Thank and you. she did, and she because he literally, she goes, I don't want... I don't want normal and and easy and simple. I want, and he looks at her like, "What do you want?" And you know, we all thought she was gonna say, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know. I didn't. Think oh, she was I did. Say I was that. like, "Oh, please, Lord Jesus!" And a sorry, real man. sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I thought she was actually gonna say, <laughs> "Sorry, Fitzgerald Grant." And then she goes, "I want." She goes, "I want painful. I want difficult." I forgot that I missed a word. I want devastating, life changing, excruciating love. And she goes, "Don't you want that too?" 
And he goes, no, love should be easy. Love should be simple. Love shouldn't be painful. But just even even if she would have said, I want someone who truly loves me, that would have sufficed because he doesn't even act he like. Does. No, he, he does. He does. And this her. is why I think that everyone needs to be very careful. Everyone's love is different based on who they are, based on what they've experienced. So I think he generally does. That's why he literally keeps coming around. And, and I think he said, I'm now giving you this ring twice. Like for a man of his stature to have had Olivia leave him and to come back again. That means he loves her. No, that, yeah. he, do, do, do you mean he really loves her? It's just a different type of love, and I think that's why that scene is so pivotal because they don't have a meeting of the mind. She wants a completely different love than he does, right? And this is a problem is Olivia didn't come to this realization on her own. It always somehow needs to be instigated or the catalyst needs to be fit, which is different than fit. Fitz is basically saying, regardless of what you do, I'm no longer going to stay with my wife because I can't be that person anymore. Liv kind of needs to know where she falls with the other people in her life before she makes a decision. And that's very true because when she thought it was over, she went to put in pop, put in pop and she laid with him for the whole day and she left um, Harrison in charge. But We will funeral. continue this offline because I can yeah. talk about this yeah. forever. So Olivia gets to the funeral. And she tells Fitz about rejecting the ring. We all no, saw, no, no. Well, let's back up. Sorry. Like, when we do OLEDs, we got to go slow. <laughs> she Correct. goes, hi. And from the very minute that she said hi, his body language, was they off. almost never talk in public. She's never that close to him. She was almost like leaning on his shoulder, whispering. That never happens in public. He kept reading and didn't, his body didn't even react. And he goes, hello? Right there, I was like, oh, crap. And I personally thought, I was like, oh, he's having an episode. No. I literally screamed at the TV. I was like, oh, he's having an episode. They said that it's going to, you know, the front cerebral cortex is messed up. He's going to have character flaws. And then I realized, no, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, did you lose something? Mm. She said, hi. You said, hello. And you say, did you lose something? This whole scene, I definitely teared up because... This is one of those relationships like we've seen. It's like forbidden, you know, it can't happen. But it's so many times in this show where we think it's almost there. And back to Vernon see that she's the reason why he knows what happened. Let's just but then also, but also, too, let's actually not go there first. I have been saying since last episode, last episode was truth or consequences. Mm-hmm. When Olivia said she could no longer live with this secret, that she's been running from it, right? And we've said on several occasions that maybe part of the reason that she's never been able to fully commit to Fitz is because of this secret. Because for the most part, minus Amanda Tanner, and that was taken care of pretty quickly, Fitz actually has no secrets with her that we know of to this, to this, to this time period, right? So that's actually holding them apart. The minute she set things in motion with Hollis regardless of the outcome, she should have told Fitz. The minute she realized that the, that the deck was crumbling, she should have told Fitz. So even though it seems like Verna is the reason, Olivia had several occasions to tell Fitz, and I think that who knows if the outcome would have been different, but I think it would have meant a lot if it came from Fitz and not from Verna, the person who tried to kill you. You mean come from Olivia? Oh, sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. if it had come from Olivia, thank mm-hmm. you, and yeah. not from Verna, the person who tried to kill you. Well, but, okay, I have to talk about that Melly in a minute. But 
so when we got to the hospital, we saw the hospital, what really happened in the hospital room, and as Vernon was telling him, to see the, the pain in his face. Um, but what I didn't agree with, like I said before, is how Vernon was trying to get off, make her, her conscience clear. And the line that got me, which I wanted to talk about earlier, was when she said, I owe that to your father. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's when I was that. Yeah, and like we said back when, during the episode, during the flashback, her and dad were extra chummy. We didn't know... I don't know who said it. If it was me, whoever. But somebody said... It was you. It was me. Verna is loyal to Big Jerry. She is not loyal to Fitz. The way they had history, you don't chum up with somebody like that without always having their uh, best interest at heart. Her, whatever, something, whatever deal she made with Big Jerry or whatever reason, whatever loyalty they had caused her to want to get rid of his son. Which is what I was saying earlier. I don't, when you, when you guys saying, was it for the, did she do it for the greater good of America? I don't know because with that line, that kind of twisted everything for me. Yeah. I mean, and this is the thing though with people, it's both. It's not either or. It, the, the, all of those reasons are all convoluted together because she really she is so narcissistic that she actually thinks that her legacy is also in part good for the United States of America. It's it's all interconnected. And maybe she thought she did call uh, Fitz a brat and said he she was goes, sheltered. Maybe yeah. in her mind, the, the good of America was get, getting rid of Fitz, Fitz because he wasn't his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, maybe but she said was. something very important. She goes, "But you're not, you're not stupid." Mm-hmm. She sure did. Yeah. She said, you're not stupid. And that's why she let him. And this is, to me, what hurt me. Basically, then he had to run through who basically mm. was at the table. And when he had to get to Olivia. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Because he, he said Melly first, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was first out the gate. He was like, Melly. And it's not a he was he's, he's not surprised that all of those people were at the table. But the one person who he thought he loved and trust and, you know, they had each other's back was Olivia. Yeah. Not Melly. He knew he knew that Melly was transparent and knew her knew what she was all about. So Olivia, hearing that information that Olivia was a part of that, that literally crushed him. And just as a man does, when you're crushed, you like that's it. When she said, I'm gonna go to the prosecutor right after this and he starts to walk away. And then when he turned around and he said, uh, you know, your legacy will remain untarnished, and so will mine. And then he took off her mask. No, no, no. He crossed, crossed her, her hands arms and basically held both of her arms with one of his hands as he took off her mask. And I was smiling because she deserved it. But this is my thing. Yeah. Uh, and this, is, this, is, this takes it to a different level with me because, yes, Fitz, she told Fitz about the election rigging and she basically said everybody that you care about was in on it they kept this life from you, especially the love of your life. But Fitz, and on the human side, now that he's killed someone, it kind of diminishes the fact that he's holding these people to this super high standard. Mm, yeah, I thought you're about holding that Olivia to this. Now you're like, I don't want to talk to her. It's over. We're done. But you just killed a woman. I know she's a cold piece, and I know oh, she just. Oh my goodness! You know what? Bus, but you just killed her. And you're giving her eulogy. But you, you know what, them. though? But time out. Oh, my God. I'm now seeing this from a completely different angle. The whole reason that the Fab Five said that this was legitimate to do this is because they said that he's pure as snow. They're like, he's the real deal, right? So it was, up until this point, it was the real deal that was dealing with Olivia, right? Because she wears the white hat. The minute he now has killed someone with, with not necessarily malice of forethought, but he, like, consciously was like, I'm, I'm killer, right? Now he's no longer that person. 
He can no longer be with Olivia. We may be thinking he's not with Olivia because he's hurt. He's now a different person and no longer good. And so maybe he no longer feels like he's worthy of being with Olivia because what does he now do? He goes to Melly. And basically he's like, we're in this together. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we've both done dirt that is equal to murder. Maybe Olivia hasn't done that much dirt. Rigging the election is not on the same level as murder. He's always viewed Melly as, as despicable. That's why even he says you're like the most truthful person. Truthful in your evilness. And that's why now he has to band together with that. He's like, not for like, I don't mean to do the whole Star Wars, but he's gone to the dark side. Right. See, I took it the I other way. Yeah. I did too, but yeah. right in that moment, I'm, I'm like... I still take it the other way. I get, I, I'm with you except for... I'm, I'm with you except for the fact that he would feel that he's not worthy because now that he's crossed over to the dark side, Olivia rigged an election. That's rigging it, it, murder. I don't. I, 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 I don't think, care. I that's that's Fitz, to me. It's that's still about the oh. fact that Olivia was real, was willing to turn herself in when the recording came out. She's always shown him Fitz, that she's that, willing to throw herself on the line for him. Fitz doesn't know that though. No, no, she did. No, they were did. in the room. They, they were, were in the room, room. when, he, when yeah. he, she said that. When she, she offered, it was him, her, and Cyrus. She knew oh, that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think I don't think it's about him, you know, feeling like he's not good enough for Olivia because now he has his dark side. I really think it's about out of everybody that I felt like I can count on, you were the one who had got me to this point. You were the one who told me about my true self and showed me my reflection. I didn't expect this from you. So now he thinks. I think it's reverse. He feels like she's not worthy of him because he because she doesn't wear the white hat anymore. Mm-hmm. Because if he was going to be with a snake, like he just showed you, I'm just might as well be with Melly. If I'm going to be with a snake, I know you a snake. You've been a snake since we first met. So I'm just going to go back to my wife because I know what to expect from her. Mm-hmm. With Olivia, it was it was pure betrayal for him. I, I agree with you. you. I agree with you. I'm going to take a piece of what you said. When you said basically with with Olivia was looking at his reflection, I think I agree with you because now that he sees Olivia differently, he sees himself mm-hmm. differently. But I still think the mm-hmm. two are connected. Mm-hmm. Because obviously if he thought she was like, you know, this person who was, you know, wears the white hat, then he viewed himself through that same perspective. It's pro- projecting. Got it, right. So now I think, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, oh my goodness. Yeah. <sighs> so then we, we go to the scene with Melly, like we said, and they, they said, he said, do you love me enough to be on my side? And then they said, we're in this together. You're all I have. It's you and me. And then that final scene with Olivia sitting in church by herself crying sobbing just the was most she crying i don't she, think she, she was, was crying she was crying it was on, it was like the her that lip quiver yeah like, but she or she was tearing up at least she was tearing up and i mean i thought the symmetry was ridiculous mm-hmm. to the beginning of the season mm-hmm. beginning of the season was was um the mistress what's right. the title but what's the whole title oh uh, the other woman, thank yeah. you. Right. The other woman, right? right? And think about it. That scene or that episode ended with a funeral, mm-hmm. right? And I and I could be wrong, Lynn Pe- Pe- Palo. I don't know how to say the costume designer's name. That could have been the same jacket. Mm-hmm. They do that on purpose. Yeah. So the beginning of the season is the other woman, and basically Fitz even says to her, like, yeah, like having a mistress is one thing, but marrying her is a whole other situation. He has never to Olivia called her his mistress, exactly, and then to do it in church. And then to have the scene end with her by herself in the pew and she looks up. Mm. Because at the end of the day, there is some, and I don't mean to be being like overly religious today, but there is some, like she, she was looking for absolution. Because on some levels, her saying yes to Fitz and basically saying like, I'm not going to marry Edison and saying I'll wait for you. And potentially in the future if they got married, it sanctifies what they've done before. 
Now that that's not going to happen and she's given up normal, where is she? So she has no other than to look up. Like, whatever that means. Right. She looks up. An amazing, amazing episode. And like we said, began this after show. We are so glad, so, so glad that this was not the season finale and that we still have so many more episodes. Um, But right now we want to go into. We have news and gossip, right? But Mm -hmm. before news Mm -hmm. and gossip, we have. We have an exclusive. Oh, we have actually an AfterBuzz exclusive for everyone. We're going to go ahead and play the trailer for AfterBuzz TV's own Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro's Serial Buddies. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy it, chat roll. First look. Hannibal Lecter, Michael Myers, Dexter. Hollywood has always portrayed the darker side of the serial killer. Until now. Gowie. Gregory. Well, this is awkward. Not an everyday occurrence, that's for sure. I guess I'll just dig my hole then. Oh, don't be silly. There's, there's plenty of room for two. But Gary, why the belt? Because chicks dig champions. You got a job being mentally disabled so the government sends Papa check once a month. You know, being born stupid pays very well. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Mommy. That was the night I injected my brother's spine with lighter fluid. Leaving him with sensitivity and only three fingers. Oh! We certainly didn't mean to love and leave you like that. What total we pay for the abortions? Oh, that's sweet. Gregory, you're dating? Yeah. A girl? You guys would kill my grandmother? Yes, we would. This is gonna be amazing! Oh my god! When are we gonna kill her? What do I wear? We're former victims of Catholic priests. That's the name of your club? No, but we are all former victims of Catholic priests. This actually might be fun. Gary, when we first met, were you planning on killing me? Were you planning on killing me? Suck it to me. Finally, a serial killer buddy movie everyone can enjoy. How's that for responsibility? Coming up for air is pretty stuff under there like Hope you guys enjoyed that uh, AfterBuzz TV exclusive. And now we... And also, too, if you... And we will, obviously, AfterBuzz will be tweeting out uh, more information as that becomes available. Mm Because, obviously, AfterBuzz is the exclusive place for all things Serial Buddies and all information. So just jump on Twitter at uh, AfterBuzzTV. AfterBuzzTV. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for news and gossip. AfterBuzz TV News. 
Um, well, other than the fact that ratings are just going up, 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 and up, and we're not even going to tell the number because it's just going to keep going up, uh, we also just want to make sure, even though it was last week, that we say bravo, brava to Scandal, the cast, the writers, to Kerry Washington uh, for the NAACP Awards. Uh, not only did Kerry win uh, for Django, for the movie Django, she also won for Scandal, and uh, the entire cast won um, for Best Drama. You know, I... I make a prediction that this is just the beginning of many mm-hmm. um, awards. And I think we actually have a couple yeah. of, of pictures, too, that yeah. might be coming up. But more importantly, one of our very own gladiators was there. And I'm going to let him tell us. We actually don't know all the specifics. We wanted to wait in here just like you, gladiators. We wanted to be surprised yeah. um, about what uh, Mr. Bam Erickson yeah. did last Friday. Yeah, well, first the, the pics come up um, of the Scandal cast, I believe. Steven, do you have the pictures? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a sec. I thought we were doing shout-outs first. Oh, okay. My bad. Mm There with us, gladiators. And so, in addition to Carrie, in addition there to Carrie winning, Carrie was also um, she was also um, honored for um, humanitarian award. So that's the cast on the red carpet of the entire scandal cast. And then the next photo is with um, is with uh, Carrie Washington and Tony Goldwyn mm. uh, backstage um, before or after they. Uh, I think it was after they pre- um, after she got he the presented. Award. Yeah, he presented the award. And then here's another photo of the two of them actually hugging each other after she gets the award for Best Actress for a Dramatic Actor uh, for Scandal. And then that's her backstage with uh, with one of her awards, which she won three. And then this picture right here, this is um, with Roland S. Martin. He is he's um, he's a correspondent for TV One and for CNN and. I actually did some red carpet um, interviews and I interviewed him and he is one of the biggest Scandal fans out there. He tweets all the time. And so I asked Roland, who did he think killed Fitz? And he said that he thought Melly did it. And I said, well, I think you're wrong. I said, I think Verna did it. And so I'm going to tweet him. I want to just say thank you for um, um, allowing me to interview you with uh, TruePeoplesMedia.com and just sharing uh, some insight on, on why you are such a Scandal fan. And then, of course, there is Shonda Rhimes, who I saw at um, who I saw and I came up to her. I was in the middle of of doing something. I was doing something on the carpet or something. And I saw her and I literally stopped and I dropped my mic and I jumped over the the, the rope and I ran over to her and I said, you know, can I please take a, a photo with you? And she's like, oh, sure, sure. And so I said to her, I said, well, hi, my name is Bam Erickson. And I said, I don't know if you are familiar with who or what I do, but I am one of the hosts for the After Buzz TV scandal. And she goes, oh my God, I know who you are. I thought you looked familiar. I was like, stop playing for real and she's like no I was like you watched our show and she's like yes oh my god you guys are so great you guys really do a good job examining uh, the episodes and she said that she's watched at least two episodes and she really likes it and so I extended the offer of her to come on to the show and she, she said she's really busy and so she said you know if she can she will but I also want to say to you Shonda Rhimes I didn't say this when I, I spoke with you but I understand that you're busy, you know, writing for both Grey's and for Scandal, but we are willing to come to you 
on the set of Scandal just because we know your schedule is so busy. So again, on behalf of all of um, of my Scandal Gladiator hosts for After Buzz TV, I want to thank you so much for speaking to me, telling us that you are fans of After Buzz and the recap shows that we do here. And we would just be ecstatic and just will be honored if you would allow us to come to the set. And she was just the nicest person. I, she, I, I like hugged her like twice <laughs> when she told me that uh, she was fan of um, our After Show. So thank you, Shonda. Thank you for creating such an amazing show with an amazing cast, because obviously without you, we wouldn't be doing this. We would have nothing to do on a Thursday, and I would, like, go crazy. And now it's time for shout-outs. So now to shout-outs, because, again, Gladiators, you know, you guys, just as much as the cast and the writers of the show, you are an integral part of why the show is successful. And more importantly, you you just the fact that you guys watch our show and you guys give us comments on iTunes, on Twitter, and YouTube, it really helps us do what we do. Um, but I also want to say that the Gladiator community is now completely global. And because we are growing every single day and every single week, right now we are not repeating shout outs. There's just <laughs> way too many yet. And that's a big yet. But it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. So um, as always, I'm going to start out with iTunes. Then I'm going to do Twitter. And then I'm going to do YouTube. And if I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. I wear glasses, but I'm vain. And I'm not wearing glasses now. Um, so for iTunes, Arlene Inez. Claw Math Kennedy, Sista Knit, SMGG87. For Twitter, we have Amy Nas, One Gen Jaya, Babel Viva, Bella Vita Moss, Breezy Nicey, Brene F, By the Seashore, Dreamweaver 1V, Fit Fab Diva 44, Full Moonister, Gladiator Red, Gladiator Swag, HRH Black Empress, Humanist Exec, I Love Candy Cane, J Nicolaitis, Jam Girl 73, Jersey Arlene, Katie Whirling, La Smalls 86, Libby Tibby 123, LV Wick 71, Maester 102, Me, Myself, and Life, Mrs. Amelia, NBA Gladiator, Newark Symphony, Oi. A N Pastor Tim thirty three Reality Girl one two three Scandal E seventy eight Shakira Green Shamir Kelly Sister M twelve Spoiled Pretty Theo Barry B The Real Baps Troy H Gill Type and Live XX Christy M B X X X Young forty eight and now for YouTube B Pretty Makeup One Cara De Rossi. Clavis, thank you, Bam. Clavis, <laughs> um, Deron Johnson, Enu, nineteen seventy eight, F Hodges, two thousand four. I love to laugh. Miss Lynn thirty, Flow fan since two thousand, Quiet Storm, Scandal Gladiator, Sustain the Hood, Sun Me Barnes, Susan Peterson, Taylor S, The Donna Floor, and T M S T zero. So that is the shoutouts for today's show. Again on iTunes, we really appreciate you guys always going on iTunes, rating, subscribing, and commenting. And as always, tell a friend. On Twitter, we continue the conversation, and on YouTube, we continue the conversation. So many of our theories actually come from the comments that you guys send us it helps us really get focused and i mean it helps us to know i mean who shot fits we know now <laughs> but i know a lot of you are gonna be like i was right or i was wrong or whoever was right or whoever's wrong you get what i'm saying but again gladiators we always appreciate the fact that you watch or that you listen to our podcast or to our um webisode on youtube so again we really appreciate you that's why we do shout outs thank you so very much and now it's time for predictions your AfterBuzz TV predictions. <laughs> I don't know if it's coming or not. <laughs> your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Predictions. 
<laughs> so um, I'm going to pretend I didn't see next week's episode, so I don't want to give away any spoilers. But um, I don't know why they, they give us spoilers all the time. No, I'm just <laughs> So I, if I had to say any prediction, I would say that Fitz and Olivia aren't over completely. Um, I would say that this whole Melian and Fitz thing isn't going to last long, hopefully. That's just a personal preference. And I say... Mine is all about relationships. I say that uh, Puddin' Pop is out the picture for good now. That's a, a major <laughs> one. I hope he's gone, like, for good. I hope he's gone. And we can um, still laugh at that funny picture, though. Well, I, one, I don't think Puddin' Pop is out of the picture. I think he's out of the picture as far as Olivia's, uh, like, love interest. But let's let's think back. Edison, he is very big on ethics. And he still doesn't hasn't found out officially that Olivia was cheating with Fitz. So I think that still has room to play out and that has room for Edison to play a part in bringing down her because now he's a he's probably basically is kind of a scorned man. My prediction is that that will come about later. And I don't think Olivia and Fitz will be back lovey-dovey anytime soon. Okay. I I have nothing yet. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Well, I do want to just go into predictions because I cannot uh, avoid the fact that I did see previews. And so, David. So, spoiler, spoiler, alert, alert, spoiler, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Go ahead, man. Okay, well, they say there's new romances, and so there's a guy who looks to get Olivia's attention, some, some general or something. So, I'm curious to see who this dude is, and will they hate him as much as they hate Edison? Good question. Um, and um, and then as far as um, um, will Edison find out um, about Fitz? Will he eventually find out? So I think that's a big question. And then I think that I think that we're going to get back to the weekly fixings just for a little bit because it's been so heavy, so strong. So I think we're going to go back to the weekly fixes because a lot of things in some ways have been uh, have have been resolved, but we have not seen the last of Mr. Hollis Doyle. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I now have a prediction. What's up? I think we're forgetting about a very important person who I think is soon to become a potential cold piece of the week. Quinn? David Rosen. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Think about it. David, from from season one to season two, his reputation has been tarnished. His personal life has been tarnished. Like, he... Can't catch a break. It can't catch a break. And I think this this was the final straw. The two things to me, being in the grand jury and to have to be so disrespected and to have your boss tell you to stop, problematic. And then number two, it would have been one thing if Abby had simply just snuck into his house. Mm-mm. You know, she if she can pick a save, the girl can pick a door. The, but the fact that she had to basically interact with him and basically be like, you love me. And for him to be like, I love you. And for them to basically reconcile and then to stab him. In, in not even in the back. She stabbed him basically right in the front. I get why she did it, though. Do you know, it, it, that, to me, is doesn't matter. He doesn't know that. And mm-hmm. it do, still doesn't rectify the fact that now you have someone who still, unless he gets fired, and either way, if he gets fired, it's still a problem. If he doesn't get mm-hmm. fired, it's a problem. Yeah. David Rosen is the new problem, and none of this is going away. Hollis... The rigging any of it because of David Rosen. Right. That's my prediction. And it even says there was um, there was a clip of something where they're saying David you're being set up. So 
you know, we're going to see something. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I'm trying not to curse. Yeah. Where can we find you guys? You can find me at Bam Erickson, B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N. You can find me on Twitter at Sophia Stanley. And I'm on Twitter at Cornelia. And Instagram. Um, yes. <laughs> and you can find me at Emilio E. Jr. on Twitter and Instagram as well and ChasingElliot.com. Gladiators can't say enough. We love you guys so much for the 85 people that are still online. We really do appreciate you guys staying up. And um, make sure you share the links tomorrow with everybody, forums, everybody you know, friends, family. We love you guys so much, Gladiators. This is what makes our week. So uh, thank you. And we will see you all next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. That's what we need. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 